What is going on? This is Party Card. I'm Cody with my co-host, Nate. What's going on, everybody? Your boys are back at it again. Back at it again with the White Vans. What's going on, my boy? It's White- another great week in sports. White Vans? Are those still a thing? <laughs> well, they were on a TikTok or a, Van- or a Vine. I don't even remember what that video is from. Vines, wow. Those are long time ago. Those college days. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's great- aging us a little bit. Great weekend in sports. Uh, you know, crazy enough, you know, we played our disc golf round Saturday, and I went to go hang out with my brother and dad for a little bit. I get there, and Florida State, I believe, is playing number 16-ranked Auburn. Florida State, uh, six-win team, I think, at the time. I walk in. They're about halfway through the second half. They're down by 20-ish. Start talking to the dad and brother and look back up. Nine minutes left in the in the second half. They're only down eight. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Well, we start talking again. All of a sudden, they're only back one. Okay, we start talking again, and then they're winning the game. We go out to dinner. We come back. Florida State, a six-win team, beats number 16 Auburn by one point. That's what you just got to love about college basketball. Pretty awesome, actually. I I love it. I love college basketball. There's that upset, and there's another uh, big upset that I can't remember what what it was. I don't don't remember what it is now. There's another huge, like, uh, walk-off three for on the same thing. I was watching. The reason why I don't really remember all this because I was watching an XFL game. During this oh, time, time, where I bet a lot of money on, what a guy! Uh, <laughs> what a guy. I bet a lot of money on the DC Commanders to win, oh, and I, I won. <laughs> I, I did watch an XFL game. I did watch the the Renegade Roughnecks game. Oh my gosh! It, man. It, it's crazy to think that even in a football game where you can review penalties, they still can't get pass interference consistently called. <laughs> that blew my mind. That they blew that call back to back plays. It just like. Are you kidding me? How was that not a pass interference review? It's still not pass interference. And then a small little grab of the wrist you call pass interference? Come on. Jesus. Hey, man. Some, sometimes we just don't agree with the refs. It happens. But uh, that speaking of that uh, Renegades game, man. So Bob Stoops literally... He's not a good coach. <laughs> I hate to say or, or he's aged out of coaching because I I, I watched the Renegades because I'm like, oh, I want this to be my team. And they literally cannot get the ball down the field and score. Well, I think it really watching both teams, both teams, offensive lines, especially their tackles are absolutely atrocious. Both teams' tackles were just terrible, just getting bum rushed. They couldn't handle the speed rush. They couldn't handle blitzing off the edge. And both – both teams really relied on their defense in week one, obviously relied on their defenses there in week two. And it really shows that that's the huge difference between offensive line in the NFL compared to offensive line in the XFL. These tackles absolutely shitting down their leg, looking at a speed rush, looking at a blitzer off the edge and just said, I don't know what to do. Quarterback, look out. Yeah, and it's it's weird uh, because when I watch other teams, though, I don't see it as much, but I guess like since I'm actually like watching a whole game and like really trying to go for teams, that I'm like, ah, why is the line so awful every play? But um, especially when you're watching probably the two best defenses in the league. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that. But it's boring. Okay, it wasn't boring. I, a, I thought it was still boring. In, in a nice way, it was boring. Meaning, how the fuck? The it, defense. How's it boring in a nice way? Listen. The defense was fun to watch. They both played oh, great. Oh, wow, that's weird coming from you. But the offense, every every time it was nearly atrocious. It was, it was lackluster. There was not much scoring by either team. No, no. And it's, but I mean, it's because the defenses were so good. Or, or the, the quarterbacks are so bad. I mean, they didn't have a lot of time to throw. I mean, both teams, when they sent the house, they, kid, they sent five or six guys. So uh, the Roughnecks... I believe have two quarterbacks. Yeah. And one's like a passer and yeah. one's the running guy. And uh, the running guy Cole McDonald is the yeah. running quarterback. Yeah, something like that. And, and the running guy it was almost automatic. I think it was the last time they scored a touchdown. Uh is either in the fourth or late third. The dude just runs it right in. Yeah. yeah untouched. Oh, yeah. untouched. Uh, and then same play. Boom. Right back in. I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude's crazy. Yeah, he was in the NFL. He was a, he was a free agent in the NFL. No one really picked him up. 
Probably because he can't throw. <laughs> I know. He can't throw the ball no good. But he can run the ball. But, again. It turns out running quarterbacks are kind of a big thing right now. Again, though, XFL was fun yeah. this week. Yeah. But great. I will say this. Don't put an XFL game on Thursday. Yeah, no, no. Don't do that. Just keep it Saturday, Sunday. Give us something to watch on the weekends. Let me let me give a, a, a quick something I don't like about the XFL so far. So, for week one. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Great. Cool with that. Week two, Thursday, one game Saturday, two games Sunday. Not ideal. I don't want that game on Thursday. This no, week. We don't need it. One game Saturday, three games on Sunday. What? Can you give me a consistent schedule here? Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't get that. No. That's my one complaint so far. With the, I mean, my one like complaint where I'm like, just get the schedule set. Just don't. Don't. Don't have me flip-flopping all over the place. Don't take over Thursday night. I'm doing other crap. There's better sports on on Thursdays. Probably like basketball. March Madness is about to yeah, start. Yeah, so it's March Madness, I don't baby. Need, I don't need your XFL on Thursday. I need it on Saturday and Sunday when nothing else is going on. Or I need it while I'm watching NASCAR on one screen okay, and the XFL yeah. game on another. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I'd rather watch XFL in the two worst teams play than watch NASCAR. Okay. Okay, guy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Left turn and caution flag. Got it. So the NFLPA now has report cards. I was not aware of that, but school is in session apparently. And 1,300 players were, you know, basically surveyed. (laughs) Yeah. What's so funny? Yeah. (laughs) What's so funny? Uh, That that sound effect was so yeah, messed yeah. up. Yeah, I'm not 100 <laughs> sure what happened, but we're one take wonders. We do it raw. We do it unedited. We're just gonna keep it in there. Oh gosh. But, okay. Um. Yeah. The NFLPA put out a scoring system, voted on by 1,300 players, and it had some valuable ish information and uh, some surprising information. Yeah. So you know, there's eight traits that went into this report card by the NFL Players Association. Number one, and this is in no particular order, I believe. Number one, treatment of families. Number two, food services. Three, the weight room for the strength coaches. Five, training room and facilities, training staff. Number six, the locker room and facilities. Number seven, and team travel. Basically, how the team traveled that's and stayed. Just, by the way, that's the dumbest one. I, I think, actually, that's probably one of the more important ones. Because, <laughs> I mean, road games are already hard enough, and now I never really thought about how teams traveled may be different and how they may or may not room with have roommates and you know different tiers of hotels that different teams stay in that's kind of weird i just assume that you know their nfl teams they just spend some money and put their players up in a nice hotel but turns out that's not a real thing i always okay uh so i always thought that when they travel, obviously they travel early. They get there on like Wednesday or Thursday, whatever. I always thought you had a boot bunk mate. Is that not a thing? Apparently, not all teams and not all players have bunk mates. Is going through that? Oh, that's just a thing. No. Okay. Well, that's that's it. Well, <laughs> this is stupid, but you know, I, I thought I was like, man, I'm Mike. Mike, they definitely <laughs> bunked up in that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, but uh. I mean, was that supposed to be like an NBA team or like a... It is an NBA team. Oh, the Knights. Yeah. Woo! But, yeah, that, that's what I always thought. I thought, like, oh, you traveled and you had, you know, your queen bed and your... your Teammates queen yeah, bed. Yeah, queen's team bed. And then, you I mean, that's what they do during training camp, right? Yeah. But You're all bunked up during training camp. Yeah, you also got 80 guys there, not a 53-man roster, and then coaching staff and training staff. Well, all the other guys are going too. Like they got, they, you see all the guys in the hoodies and stuff. There's like eighty guys. Yeah, but no, not the whole. All right, we're getting off practice. topic though. We're getting off topic. Yeah. The report card. Okay. What information stood out to you? So, honestly, when I think about report cards and a, a team, basically a list of thirty-two teams, there's always two people that everybody remembers: who comes in first and who comes in last. So who came in first was a huge surprise. The Minnesota Vikings. That was a huge surprise because yeah. you don't hear people talking about it. Like no. You don't hear, oh, I love the owners in Minnesota. I love the facilities. I love everything else. I think weather should have been asked on this report card too, though. <laughs> well, I think that's the, an F. <laughs> I think the weather plays a big part of that because obviously the weather's so shitty in Minnesota, which it 
tends to be, especially in the later part of the season, you spend a lot of time at the facility, so it better be gosh dang nice. Yeah, I mean, and that's and you don't hear a bunch of free agents going to Minnesota. Like I, I've legit not heard of any big names even talking about Minnesota. Well, so for you spend a lot of money on Captain Kirk. Yeah, you don't got a lot of money to go after free agents. Yeah, and I mean Minnesota hasn't had, and no offense to Minnesota and their fans, but they haven't had much success playoffs or Super Bowls or anything like that. So, I mean, they're spending all this money to be good and not get any free agents and then not to win anything. Hey, it looks nice. That's why it was surprising to me. Oh, you know what I just thought of? It's all, it's a whole new facility. They had the roof collapse. What? That dude, that's been like, that has been like seven or eight years ago now. Still, it's still seven or eight years new. Old, There's however a lot you want. Newer stadiums now. now, not fully renovated. Now that did play a factor into this because if you look through it, like Las Vegas got really high marks. Now, what, uh, where were they at? I don't 32. know exactly where they're at. Well, I can check that real quick. Yeah, check that. Out. Pull that up. So, out of thirty-two, Las Vegas was third. Yeah, so it's still up there with their brand yeah. new Death Star brand stadium. New stadium. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm stadium, super jealous. Which is cool. Freaking um, awesome. Well, you could say the same thing. Maybe is Atlanta up there? Ew. No. No, they're not. But what, they just got a brand new stadium. What about uh, SoFi, LA? The I think, no, I think LA's bad. Really? I, I th- in, in fact, I've heard that players, not only from LA, but players coming into LA don't like SoFi at all because they say it doesn't feel like a football game. That makes sense. Absolutely zero sense. It, they, okay, well, they say, like, the lighting's weird. They say, like, the lights aren't we are weird there. And they say, like, since they're, like, the revert, reverb from, like, the fans and stuff isn't very good. I don't know, but I've, I've heard it. They do not like it. And like LA Rams got ranked 25th out of 32 teams. Ooh. So, obviously, okay, that's kind even of with a brand-new stadium, that's not good. So, we talked about the first-ranked team. Kind of a surprise. The last ranked team, I don't think it's going to surprise you. No surprise. The old Washington Commanders. You know, a really kind of down-in-the-dumps football team right now, even though they had a pretty mediocre-ish hurrah season. Pretty good year for their standards, I suppose. What they should have got. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they, Ron Rivera definitely outperformed with that team. Mm. Too bad he's not going to be around much longer. The only positive grade they had was the training staff and it was an a plus but that was the only positive they had it's crazy i do remember going through those and a lot of teams really did good on the the training staff with the exception of the baltimore Ravens. <laughs> their training staff got an f that's crazy that's been no but that's been big talks around because uh baltimore literally has had in the last two seasons i'm pretty sure all their running backs have gotten hurt and stayed hurt and got hurt this year. Plus, Lamar got hurt at a certain point this year. You know, the only team that I think should have got a worse rating in, like, training staff slash medical staff is the Browns. Because <laughs> because of the whole thing where, uh, oh, what's-his-name got stabbed and it punctured his lung or something. You remember that a few years ago? That was the Chargers with Tyrod was the, Taylor. That was the Chargers. And they should have... Yeah. Uh, that's why I got confused because it was Tyrod yeah. Taylor. It was the Chargers. And the dude stabbed him yeah. with a freaking... Punctured his lung. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, my gosh. Dude, yeah. So, I think this... Okay, we all knew Washington sucks. Washington. Dan Snyder's a bum. He's kind of a garbage person. Everybody knows that. If you just look at the Sean Taylor memorial that they did earlier on the season, garbage. I mean, Half-ass. it's just a garbage... It's a garbage team. And they're the worst team in the NFC East by far. Just garbage. So, no one's surprising there. It is surprising, though. Like you said, Minnesota... Minnesota. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, not at all. I wouldn't have guessed that. And honestly, with all the success of the AFC recently, to be honest, I'm surprised it was an AFC team higher up. In fact, not a lot of AFC teams ranked that high. Yeah. Honestly, when I was going through it, and I was just trying to look for the first-ranked team, because when I was looking through it, they weren't listed 1 through 32. It was just listed by alphabetical. And I'm sitting here, I was like, it's got to be a big market team. It's got to be Dallas. Okay, it's not Dallas. Uh... Okay, it's got to be a New York team, big market team. 
obviously the Jets went straight off the board. So I went, looked at the Giants. Okay, not there. So then I just started to click on every single one. And finally I found out in Minnesota. I definitely would never thought that. But while clicking through that, I did find another huge surprise. The Super Bowl champs. Oh, wow. 29 out of 32. Rough. Ah, uh, kind of a, a huge surprise. You would think that a team that over the last five years has been to four Super Bowls and won two of them would be a lot higher in basic, you know, team player satisfaction than 29th out of 32. Yeah. Um, in fact, I heard when, when, when uh, they were going through this report card that a lot of the guys there do not believe that the owners are willing to pay for upgrades in places. And I thought that was surprising considering from what I hear from all the fans and people we know is that the owners are beloved by everybody, but yet the owner doesn't want to put in the effort to make things better there. For his team. Yeah. That makes so him that's a exact, shit ton of money. That's the exact opposite of what I've heard from all these people. And I'm like, man, you can't believe nobody. Nah. So there's that, of course. I don't I, – I was actually surprised at how many – uh, bad grades the Chiefs got. To be honest, like, yeah, yeah, they're all, like again, their positives was uh, treatment of family, where they still ranked pretty low. What was that? Like a B minus? It was a B. It was a B. B. And then strength, strength coaches, which I don't think anybody really ranked strength coaches that low. There was like a, there might have been a B minus or C in there somewhere, but that's it. And then everything else. Food service, D+. Plus. Weight room, C+. Plus. Training room, D+. Plus. Training staff, D-. Minus. Locker room, D-. Minus. Team travel, F. Yeah. They, had the, they had one of the worst team travels. I think they were one of the, one of the teams that had everyone had a bunkmate. They, Irregardless uh, okay, of status. So, so what it's saying is that the reason why they got an F, 59% of the players feel like they have enough room to spread out. So that's just barely over half the team. One of six teams that make young players have roommates. Oh, just young players. <laughs> so just young players. Classify young. I mean, Patrick Mahomes still young. Does he got a roommate? I bet he fucking doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, so one of 16. One of six. So that whole roommate thing that we are just talking about, only six teams in the entire NFL do that. That's it. Half of them. Yeah. Or, wait, one of 16. And then... It says very few first class seats, which I'm thinking must mean like Patrick Mahomes gets the first class the coaching seat, staff and Travis Kelsey and then everybody else the, is the sitting boys. back in the economy. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, all back of the plane back there. Shut up. Maybe Chris Jones gets to sneak up there every once in a while when he has a good game. Hey, when he doesn't create a lot of penalties. Him and Frank Clark. <laughs> but yeah, that so it's surprising. It's, it, yeah. So, yeah, so many players are unhappy. Way. With their facilities, yet they're winning chips. Yeah. Which you would think you'd have to have world-class facilities and arrangements for you to win. But, I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing that in Dallas. What Dallas rank? Dallas ranked fifth. So, Dallas ranked fifth. Obviously, we've been to their facilities. World-class. Great. Great stadium. Great field. Just fantastic atmosphere. But they're not bringing home ships. Yeah. That... Well, that, and in fact, to be honest, uh, the only thing they ranked lower than an than a B in, which they ranked A in everything besides one other thing, B, and then team travel, which was a C. Yeah, that's the only thing they ranked really low in. And apparently, it's because uh, they're one of seven teams that does not offer first class seats at all to their players, so no one gets a first no class. free treatment. Hey, everybody's the yeah. same. Everybody's, everybody's the, same. the same. They're all a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. You want first class by your own damn so, team. So they didn't like that. But they don't have roommates. That's pretty what the cool. heck? Yeah. yeah, you know. Get your so, own damn suites. So, so yeah. World class stadium. World class training staff. In fact, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure personal opinions of NFL people around, the, I think Dallas's medical staff is the best in the NFL. Yeah. Personal, I like, I like personal. that guy's cowboy hat on the sideline. Yeah. The team well, doctor. Uh Rocks that. You remember Jalen Smith, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you saw his NFL career. He's pretty good, not as good. But back in the, when in college days, the reason why he was drafted so low by Dallas is because he had that 
surgery, gave him drop foot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they worked him back into that, and he became a NFL player. So I feel like that's happened multiple times with Dallas, so that's why I rank him that way. But like you said, all these great things. Where's our championships? Where's our playoff wins? Where's all this? I don't get it. I really want to ask a question, but I think we're going to save it. Ask it. At what point do the Dallas Cowboys change from Dak Prescott? Oh. uh, When do they start thinking about the next quarterback, the next leader of that team? Well, rumors has it. That it could be as soon as this year. Well, let's now that you're saying that, we're gonna put that underneath the table. Okay. We'll come back to that when we start talking more about the draft here, probably in a couple weeks. Uh, uh one point I want to say okay. before you move on, because I want to talk about your rankings as well on for your Woo! team. Is Super excited. The one thing I hope for this, and I it's probably not gonna matter whatsoever, but the one thing I hope for this, I hope like free agency guys see this and go, Oh, I wanna I want to go, look at all these nice scores. I want to go here, but I it may not, but I'm hoping that that's, that plays a little piece. Wait, there's only two things that talk in free agencies, winning chips and the money bags. If you don't got chips and you don't got money bags, they ain't coming. You ain't pulling players. Period. All right. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, let me, let's, let's, let's talk about, about the Colts. Let's, hear, let's about the hear about it. Obviously, middle of the road team. Crappy season, middle of the road ranking, 16 out of 32. Wouldn't you be surprised? Honestly, better than what I thought they were going to rank. Honestly, that's exactly where I thought they would rank. Somewhere between like 13 and 18 is where I thought they were going to rank when I'm looking at this. Their worst, and if this is the worst thing that your players can say about (laughs) you, food services, that's the worst (laughs) thing they can say about your, your team and your organization, that's fucking fine. You make millions of dollars. Pack your lunch like every other American that goes to goddamn work Clock in, eat your goddamn lunch out of your lunch pail like everyone else. I hate to burst your bubble, but they also got an F in team travel. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> but I, I, I think they do also bunk. They The younger players bunk, yeah. and they don't offer first class. Who cares? Everyone get, gets treated equally shitty. But you're right. The food service thing is kind of stupid. Yeah, that That's probably the weakest point, I think, on that grade sheet is, ooh, food services. This is what's dumb, though. Okay, so... The reasoning behind it, apparently, like the two reasons it gives, says that some players bring their own food from home. Yeah. Okay. Why is that a sh- Why is that a big deal? What does that have to do with anything? No, they're saying that players bring their own food from home because the food service sucks. <laughs> like, is the food bad? I, I don't fucking Man, know. I, do these I people look are like spoiled. I play for you know the what? These people are spoiled, and you know why? Because they make because, millions of dollars. Yeah. First of all, yes, Absolutely. and second of all. I remember back when I was in college, I was making these sandwiches, man. I was we were going to the salad bar with a piece of bread, and I put little pepperonis on the sandwich with some shredded cheese, and we throw it in the microwave and have that. And I, I thought that was fantastic. So if these these guys are probably getting fed steak, pork chops with the gravy and all the ho 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 ho, ho and they're complaining about it. I went to a private college, and our cafeteria is pretty badass, <laughs> so I can't complain about oh, yeah? college. Well, food. you paid for it too. Damn right, I paid for that. That sucks. But it says all three meals provided too, so I mean you're getting all the meals and stuff. So I don't. It, come on now, a D, a D. That's crazy to me. I bet they're and getting the, like Cheerios with no sugar or some shit. You don't need sugar on your Cheerios. See how big some of those guys are? They need some fucking sugar. No, they do not. They need to be <laughs> leaner. No. Nah. Anyway. How did you like? How did you feel after looking at that about your team? I felt the exact same thing that I felt right before I read it. Yep, my team's mediocre. Yep, my team's mediocre, and I felt the same the same way of the activity I was doing. I was taking a shit while I was looking at that. I, <laughs> I don't felt like think my team facilities are bad though. No, that's great. That's why they hold the combine there. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything's bad about Indianapolis facilities or anything. So the only quarrel, the the way to get to sixteenth is by Having bad travel and bad food—that's stupid. Yeah, I I don't I don't think ah uh, I really never even saw this report card or even heard of it until just this year. It's brand new. Oh, it is. This is brand new. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's probably gonna be the first and last year of this because I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that this is even a thing. So why they did it? Apparently, why they wanted to put this out there is because they wanted to have something they could show to owners and everything. About the, like so they can when they're unionizing obviously this is the this is put out by the NFL PA 
So when they're unionizing, they want something they can show to them, like, look, we want better facilities. We want better this. You you guys are underperforming. You guys are underperforming. You guys are doing good. You should be doing it like them. I think that's what they're trying to get out of that. Nobody cares what the PA wants. The owners don't care what the PA wants. You know what the owners want? They want to make money. You know how you make money? Win ships, okay? Obviously, because some of the worst teams that win ships have crappy freaking rankings. I'm just saying. Apparently, the the guide here is not to reward your players with anything, and then they win ships like the Kansas hey man, Chiefs. Well, we've seen, we've all seen Major League oh, when when the the lady from the Indians takes away all their cool stuff and it's just, you have to pay to use the vending machines and all this other crap and then look at them they went on hey, the route hey Nate what's what's the only thing left that we can do win, win the whole damn thing uh, maybe that's what it is maybe the Chiefs got it figured out maybe they got the script I'm not sure <laughs> it sounds like it don't it it sounds like it so uh, we kind of kind of alluded to this and with the uh, the Colts awesome facilities and Lucas Oil where the combine is being held. As we speak, pretty much the DBs are getting wrapped up for their day. They're pretty much probably all on interviews for the late night. Thursday, we had the linebackers and defensive line. Saturday, we'll have the quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers. And then Sunday, they'll close out the combine with the running backs and the offensive line. Uh, I'm not going to really go too much into detail about specific players from every category. I'm going to kind of touch on quarterbacks because, really, it's a quarterback-driven league. People want to know who's going to be leading their franchise coming in. But before we get to that, we look at the combine as a whole. Obviously, there's interviews. Uh, The big drills are going to be your 40-yard dash with the 10-yard split in there, three-cone drill, vertical jump, the broad jump, the bench, and the 20-yard shuttle. So with all that, Cody, the interview and then all those drills, what do you think is the most important thing to focus on as a player? Okay, so physically wise, in my personal opinion, I think the um, shuttle shows the most importance, and that's because of change of direction from an acceleration. So stop to go, stop to go how fast you can plant, move, make a direction change, cutting, all that. It shows exactly what you need, especially for skilled players. For all players. Well, yeah. Defense alignment need to change direction. For sure. But offensive alignment need to change direction. And pull and change. As much yes and no. I think I think you hit it right on the head when you said that is the most important physical physical metric. Exactly. That as, as we're looking at a football player as a whole and not just a specific position player the 20 yard shuttle i think is the most important metric to look at for the drills but my question to you is is that metric for the 20 yard shuttle more important than the interview no okay. absolutely not and you know why you know why i just watched this on uh on tv the other day and i can't remember what coach said it, I mean, it dion i think dion was talking about it and he was talking about how they will interview these players and when they see a let's say a defensive end and they're asking him like so where'd you grow up and it's like oh, i grew up in this rough neighborhood and da, da, da. oh yeah uh how's family life oh my mom you know she's great and she takes care of us oh yeah um what about your dad oh my dad took off i don't know about him I'm, he's not important dion goes that's the that's the defensive that's the linebacker the defensive end we want now if they said oh I have great family life and da 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 and all this other stuff that he said Nah, that's that's coming from a player and a coach. Like that, that's legitimately coaches are looking into that stuff. They're they're taking all these little factors, anything you say and do, they're taking that all into consideration. So the at interview is almost more important than if you go out and make twenty sacks in a season. I agree, but for a slightly different reason. Okay, I believe that the interview is the most important part of the combine process, and here's why. The coaches, the scouts, the GMs, whoever's making the decisions on who's drafting you, they've already seen the film. They already know why they want to draft you. The combine, the drills in the combine, 
is just there to confirm what they see on film. The eye in the sky never lies. The interview is going to tell them exactly who you are. So my big thing about the interview this year was Will Levis. I'm not a big fan on Will Levis. I think he's overrated. I don't think he's a first-round draft potential at all. And if anybody does use a first-round draft on him, I think he's a wasted pick. Uh, How does a quarterback that basically goes, you know, two touchdowns to one interception, which isn't really good. Let's see. Where's my stats here? And 21, Will Levis went 66% completion rate for 2,800 yards, 24 touchdowns for 13 interceptions. Not very good. Yeah. His last season, much worse. Okay, the season that just happened. 65% completion rate for 2,400 yards, 19 touchdowns for 10 interceptions. Not very impressive. And he's a first-round draft pick? Absolutely fucking not. Let alone, he didn't play his bowl game. If I'm interviewing somebody and they're not playing their bowl game and their answer is, well, I was afraid of getting hurt. Well, I knew I was the first. Well, I was probably going to be a first-round draft pick. To me, as an owner, as a coach, I'm now thinking, great. He abandoned his team for selfish reasons. What happens if I draft this guy and we got three games left in the season, we're eliminated from playoff contention. How, how do I know this guy's going to show up to work for the last three weeks of the year? How do I know that I'm still going to get his best after he just abandoned his team for a selfish reason because he might be a first-round pick? Sure. I agree with that. But at the same time, like, they already saw that too. They already saw this guy. And it's becoming more and more prevalent through all these players. So, I don't know. You're correct. I would look at it in the same way and go, like, no, man. You just gave up on your team. Like, okay, uh, for example, um, Ezekiel Elliott played in his last bowl game, even though he was always going to be, you know, drafted. And I always thought that was cool. And and I always give – go back to the Cowboys for examples, but that just pops pops in my head first. He gave an interview going like, no, I knew that was going to be my last game and I wanted to win it. So it's like, that's what I want to hear in the interview. I want that guy to look at me and go, hey, why did you end up playing in your bowl game? I knew it was going to be my last game with the boys. I wanted to go win it for him. That's what I want to hear out of a player for sure. Especially when you're looking at a quarterback. Me personally, if I'm in that position as a coach or a scout in the NFL, I want a quarterback that's a player. He wants to play the game. And when you got a quarterback doesn't play his bowl game, red flag. He Will Levis didn't play the senior bowl. I, I kind of get that. You know, it's the senior bowl. It's not a big deal. But a bowl game with your boys. Your team that you've been with. For... I, I bet if it was for the ship, he plays. Oh, yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. But because it's not a ship, he ain't going to play it because he's a maybe first-round pick. He did, might be lucky. Did, uh, did Bryce Young play in the bowl game versus K-State? Do you remember? I do not recall. I know his knee was still messed. His knee might have been messed up uh, still. He also had an point. AC joint in his shoulder. That's what it was, AC yep. joint. So, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure if he played that game. So there's that. Yeah, I don't. You're probably right. It's probably his AC joint was still messed up. I know CJ Stroud played. Yeah, well, he was playing for a ship. Exactly. So, But here's the thing. I don't care what anyone says. CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in this draft. Bryce Young is a decent quarterback. But he, in... No terms is a better quarterback nor NFL ready day one starter than CJ Stroud. I would have argued this more heavily with you if we're talking like five, six months, like four ish months ago. And here's the reason why because I would have, I would have bet money that Hooker was going to come in to the NFL and just dominate because that dude was the best quarterback in the, in in the, Wrong. In the NCAA all year for Tennessee. And the only reason he didn't finish the year as the number one quarterback is because he got injured. Wrong. CJ Stroud is going to be whoever drafts him. God willing, the Colts get a chance at him. If the Colts trade the farm to go up to the number one overall pick and get him. I might be a little butthurt, but at least they're getting him. Now, if they trade up to get Bryce Young, I'm throwing shit all through the walls. Bryce Young, 
You heard it here first. Is going to be an NFL bust. Oh, I agree. I I think he's he might have a good first year yeah. and then really kind of fizzle off. I I don't think he's going to do very well in the NFL. I'm, I'm sorry, short guys just don't last long. See, Stroud's not that big. See, Stroud's six three, but he's skinny. He's two hundred thirty pounds. That's a small man. He's six three two thirty. Fact um, check me on that. I um, think he's six three two thirty. Pull it up. So. The Colts, though, if if we're gonna be honest, I think your Colts are gonna go up in the draft and then draft somebody you don't want. And I'm not talking about Bryce. I'm talking about your boy. You were just talking about no. They Kentucky. will no. If they if they move up, they're definitely not gonna take Will Levis. If they stay where they're at and Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are gone, they could take Will Levis. But I think because they did bring in the sleeper, the guy that I think as a quarterback. Not year one, not year two, but his third year in the league could be huge. That's Anthony Richardson from Florida. He has amazing arm strength, great athleticism. He's big, he's fast, he's strong. He can be a huge weapon for a team. He's not NFL ready yet, but I do believe with some coaching and sitting behind a good quarterback for a couple years with a good quarterback coach, Where's can, the good quarterback? Hey, you know, we got What good MC. quarterback are we talking he about? He doesn't have to sit behind a good quarterback. We, they can just have a good quarterback coach. Okay, so. And I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that he gets drafted by the Colts. I'm just saying the Colts did bring Anthony Richardson into sure, interviews. Sure. Oh, man. Okay, I'm, I, I like, I've always, not always, I've liked Florida since Tebow was there, obviously. So I still follow them from time to time. And I've started out the year. Florida was supposed to be good. They're ranked. Da 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 da. Uh, they stunk it up, and mainly because your boy you're just talking about Richardson could not keep the ball out of the other team's hands. He stunk it up all year. And by the way, uh, just to clarify, your fact check for CJ Stroud, he is six three, but he's, he's two hundred eighteen or two hundred eighteen pounds. Oh, I missed by. 12 pounds. That's My a lot. Goodness. 12 is a lot. 12 is, 12 a, is lot. a lot. Add his, pa- add his pads and cleats on. Boom. You got those 12 pounds back. 230. Okay. Okay. Still small dude. 6'3". 6'3", he's not small. And, uh, and lanky. He lanky. Boom. He gets some zip on that ball. Turns out that's pretty, uh, it's a big deal when you're I'm gonna, in today's I'm going to say it first. I totally agree with you for Bryce Young. I'm going to say it. I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are both busts. Wow. Really? Both of them. That's like, like, why, like 100% bust rate. Let's bring it back from underneath the table now. That's why all these rumors about the Cowboys moving up in the draft to go get CJ Stroud, I absolutely hate it. I have not heard them. I have not heard those rumors. So the rumors are is that the Cowboys want to trade all the way up to pick CJ Stroud. And the rumor actually is, is that they're talking. To uh, Hu- no, not Houston, Chicago, Chicago, the number one pick to do it. Interesting. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going, okay. If we do that, that means we are going to have to trade the first round at least one, a hundred percent, most likely two, ninety percent two, and then something, some like a player or some, or more draft picks, just to pick up a quarterback. Right, that you have no idea about when we already have a pretty decent quarterback, a quarterback already. A quarterback that can win games, but but not win ships. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ship off the farm for something we don't necessarily already need, and then we're not gonna help out any other position that actually needs help. I don't I don't see that happening at all. That's the big rumor. I, I've been no. seeing it all over. I, All over. I haven't seen it. I I don't think it's going to happen because you don't trade up to the number one overall pick and draft a quarterback unless you plan on starting him. You do not. That's what I'm saying. You do not draft the number one overall quarterback at the number one overall pick. That's what I'm saying. To be a backup. That's 100 percent what I'm saying. That is so. Why, that means that means that if they did that, which they won't, they would have to also trade Dak or cut him or put him on the bench, and you're not going to put. A $25 million quarterback on the bench. 
Yeah, there, there's no way they make that trade. No absolute way. But the Cowboys the are team, stupid enough to make that trade. But the team that could make the trade is Colts. The Colts. Yeah, move up from four to, to one. Honestly, I would really rather not move up. Just I would sit. I would. I would rather if he if he's there, absolutely take him at four. If someone moves up to number one, get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Obviously, then the Texans are going to take the remaining quarterback. Who doesn't go number one? Uh, and then after that, unfortunately, the Colts. I hope at that point, either one draft an edge rusher or two wide receiver or three trade back, and then maybe in the third or fourth round, take my boy. Anthony Richardson in the third round. Pass on Will Levis all day, every day. I don't like him. I'd rather take the gamble in the third or fourth round on Anthony Richardson if he's there. If he goes in the second round to some team, great. I don't think he's a second-round talent, mostly because he's got to sit for two or three years before he's ready to play in the NFL. That's what you want him to do. That's what you want them to do in the draft. Out of the scenarios I just laid out, absolutely. If they don't move up. Are we, so are we talking about what we want our teams to do during the draft right sure, now? Sure, sure. We're on that, okay. right? Let's go for it. Okay. Uh, Just the first round. So, right? so at first, I really kind of wanted uh, John Robinson oh, out of Texas. But then, you know what? That gave me PTSD. Gave me PTSD. And you know why? Because the last time we drafted a number one running back, it was only a little while ago, and that was Ezekiel Elliott. We got three fantastic rushing years out of Ezekiel, and then absolute dog do after all of his contracts, and we can't get out of it. And it's putting us in completely shit show. Shit show. Yeah, absolutely. And so now I'm thinking I don't want another number around one running back because that's just going to put us in another poop show for the next decade. <laughs> So now, all I want them to do is be like, see ya. Let's get draft picks. Let's trade our 27. Let's trade our 26. Let's trade our 26. Let's go back in the second round. Let's get an extra draft pick in the second, third, whatever. Wait, you don't you don't like a tight end there? I, you, I lo- no, I'm sorry. I love Jake Ferguson and uh, Hayden Hendershot. Those two guys are fu- are fucking great. Blake, Blake, see you later. Sorry, buddy. You're great, but you'll be good for another team. We don't need you. Don't Schultz. He's on. I know he's oh, going don't, free agent. Is that what I? Don't Schultz. What did I say? I have no idea, but you definitely yeah, did not. That's who I meant. I don't know who I just said either, but Dalton Schultz is. See you later, buddy. I, we don't need you no more. I, I like Schultz, but yeah, I mean, for as much money, I think that they would have to pay him. I think you could draft a solid tight end there at 26. Oh, for sure. And then there's another rumor going around that Dallas needs to trade. Uh, Atlanta to get Kyle Pitts, and I'm like, stop nah, it! That's, that's stop it! Much. Stop it! That's reaching. It's what you'll know, or what you'll find out from me talking about the Cowboys is that literally every single free agency, every single free agent out there, will have some sort of tie back to the Dallas Cowboys at some point in time. Because you know why? It's got to be that number three on the report card, right? Has to be. Has to be that number three. Because then, because those players can always go and be like, hey, man. Cowboys be talking this, and then other teams be like, "Oh damn, we might have to offer the bag to this person because the Cowboys are talking to him." Yeah, Cowboys got the number three, you know, player happiness apparently. Apparently, don't apparently, win chips though. No, don't, don't no win chips. But so, oh, I, what I'm wanting them to do is, is one of two things: either right there, draft a defensive interior guy because we haven't had any luck yeah, at defensive right, interior yeah, let's stop the run i do not want the run to be a problem anymore in defense or trade back trade back get a couple extra draft picks maybe trade back trade with somebody hey i want your wide receiver you can take my first round pick and something else i want your some, wide receiver they need a wide receiver they need a hey stefan Diggs. let's go buddy let's play with your brother hey d hop why don't you join the other texas team you had one. Now you have. You had. You had the old hotness. You had the young calf. Now, now you had the old bull. Now, how about you come get some of the young calf? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Know so, what I'm saying? So old and busted, new hotness. Yeah. Hey man. Hey Seattle. You want to trade DK our way? You know, let's, let's yeah, get a little wild. Let's get a little wild. Let's hey, hey, little the wild. Saints. Michael Thomas. 
Nah, I ain't touching that guy with a fucking ten foot pole. I'm just throwing out names. I'm just throwing out. All You're these throwing names. out whatever big name you can come up with yeah. right now when you're going through There's, your bullshit. I mean, shoot, we we talking about rumors. Jerry, Jerry Judy is apparently been in talks for trading with us talking with the Broncos for trading for Jerry Judy. You guys want Michael Pittman? I I would love Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is a stud. Yeah, he's he's okay. How dare you? How dare he's okay. He's not a true number one. We don't need him to be a true number one. That's good because he's not. We got CD. Is he, did you just say CD is a number one? Is a true wide receiver one? He had like a he had a twelve hundred yard season this year. Stop. Stop. Huh? Stop. I, I thought I was talking to somebody intelligent here about football. Saying CD Lamb is a freaking number one. CD Lamb played great this year. I mean, because he had to. <laughs> That that's the only reason why Michael Pittman had so many yards because he had to. He was Michael only, Pittman played great. The, he, he, was the only wide rec- he was the only wide receiver on the team. And and not only that, but you guys have terrible quarterbacks for the past three years. And Michael Pittman has still had thousand yard seasons every single year. Also, he was the only wide receiver on the team. <laughs> he, the, CD was not the only wide receiver on the team. Yeah, Michael Gallup was there. Michael Gallup was great. Not, not number one and not great. No, hey, Michael Gallup is a really solid number two. Yeah, not number one. You got a lot of good number twos on your team. No, Noah Brown was there. Played, played pretty well. Noah Brown played Who? really well. Noah Brown Who? was the guy that scored all the touchdowns when Dak Prescott was injured. Who? Stop, name, I can't even name any other wide receiver on your team. You want to know why? Because they're all garbage. Because they're all garbage. You got it. Zach Pascal? Woo! He's not even there anymore. Anyway, we're getting off topic. We're way off topic, <laughs> but we went on that tangent. We just had to go with it. Okay. So we, you both, you've heard what we both want out of our drafts. Let's jump back to the combine. Yeah. So you asked me what the most important thing is. You gave me your answer for the most important thing. If all that is true. Why do they do all these other physical events? I told you earlier. What did you say about it? Are you talking about the drills or the the ones that we did not list in the drills? I'm saying we, me and you both think right. the physical best thing is a shuttle. Yeah, it's a 20 yard shuttle. Interview. Next, Number, the the no. most important Interview thing. Interview is the most important thing. Now here's now everything else. Right. All these other physical things. You you said it yourself. You've already seen tape. You've already seen all this. So why do they do it? It's one. I think it's to confirm. To help, I guess, help the scouts and the coaches confirm what they see on tape is real, because and I'm gonna use how much they I'm have gonna use so much tape. I'm gonna use myself as an example. The fastest forty I ran, the fastest official forty I ran was a four five four. I ran that in high school. In college, I ran a four six two. When I ran a four six two in college, my coach said, "Damn, Nate, you looked a lot faster on tape." <laughs> <laughs> And well, that's going to change the direction. Exactly. And explosiveness. I looked faster on tape, even though I wasn't really that fast, because I studied a lot. I kind of already knew what was coming. I looked at the linemen. I looked where the receivers were. I looked where the linemen were. I looked at the running back. Okay? It's run my way. It's a sweep. All I got to do is keep outside leverage. Now I can shoot the gap. I looked faster on tape because I was much smarter on the field. Okay, so then why was it? Why is a forty time? Does it even matter as long as you can make those reactions and move? Here's my hot take: speed kills, but the, your forty times don't mean shit. Forty times doesn't matter at all. Here's the reason why: at all, like no. How no, many no. times in football are you running forty yards dead straight unimpeded Never. on a go route? Yeah, and you're still impeded. It, you're still impeded. You're still impeded. Yeah. Never. So so. I was just about to bring this up. I was going to ask you, what is the, the least important stat in the entire combine? And I'll tell you what it is. Oh, well, it's the 40 time. And you know why? Because only one time out of all these fast guys throwing, the, throwing out these record numbers, only one time has any player ever that has run the fastest time been important in the NFL. Johnson. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Yeah. That's the only time. I, I figured that's where that's you were going. That's the only time. And yeah. everyone else that runs these fast times, 
You don't hear well, I mean, about. I mean, John Ross had a had a couple good years. Who? John Ross? Who? <laughs> I don't know that person. You don't know John Ross? No. He was like one of the OG deep threats when he ran his what was it four two? Are we talking? Five? Is this like the eighties? No, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was it was a while ago. Yeah, but it I wasn't don't know. That long I don't know ago. this dude. So, but literally, like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Although doesn't I matter. I wouldn't say the forty is the least important. I would say the vertical jump is the least important because it only really applies to just a select few people. I think I think DK Metcalf would disagree with you on that. If you see that video, well, he he also ran a fucking four three forty, <laughs> or no, four four forty. But that's slow. Who cares when you're that fucking big <laughs> and can jump that high? Apparently, four four is still pretty freaking fast. Like I'm pretty sure uh, Tyreek Hill only ran like a. Four three something, and I say like only that's fast. That's I thought, crazy I thought fast. he touched four two. Did he touch four two? I thought he touched a high four two. I'm looking it up right now, but I, I, I think that maybe he, okay. So he did four two nine. Yeah, that's what well, I people high are pumping two. out four two fours now. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's crazy. crazy. So I guess. I'll give Tyreek his due here, you know, since he did win a Super Bowl with but the it, Chiefs. But, but everyone knows CJ2K. But if you if you look at Tyreek, what's he good at? Running go routes. Running go routes. I mean, his, and his, crosses his, and long deep crosses yeah. across the middle. His route running by itself is absolutely atrocious. Ah, so yeah, it's it's a, so speed, speed kills when used right. Yeah, can work, but it doesn't really pertain. To the NFL picture that much at all? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that for the most part. I mean, so, just look, unless you're a defensive end that can run a four-four or a four-three, and then you're like, "Whoa, there, big guy!" <laughs> there was there was a a defensive lineman. I think he was an edge rusher. Uh, on Thursday, he ran four-four-nine at two hundred and sixty or two hundred eighty pounds. Can you imagine? That's a lot of mass. Like a six-four. 260-pound defensive lineman Just, running at you that fast? I might shit my pants. <laughs> Dude, these guys... So, that's that's the weird thing. Like, obviously, these small speed guys are getting faster 4-2, low 4-2s all the time. Mm-hmm. What's really scary is all these defensive linemen and linebackers are getting stupid yeah. are, fast are now, now. Like, if you're not running a, a 4-6 or a 4-5, you're not an elite outside rusher. You're not an elite outside linebacker in the NFL anymore. Uh, the, the speed rusher for the edge has now become the new meta as, you know, the new the new young age of athletes are coming in. We're seeing DNs and edge rushers that specialize in the speed rush who might be slightly smaller in size compared to older edge rushers like <clears throat> Von Miller or Khalil Mack. Even Aaron Donald sometimes line up lines up on the outside. So it's it's weird to see smaller yet faster edge rushers being played in the game only on past situations, you know, third, medium, second, and long. It's going to be interesting to see over the next five years if we see that same trend with offensive linemen get smaller and more athletic and not rely so much on size and technique. Nah, the hogs will always be the hogs. I think the hogs will always be the hogs between centers and guards, but I think eventually tackles are going to have to start getting smaller and more I, agile. I, I don't think so. I I think guards are already kind of shrinking a little bit, in my opinion. Like, I think I think they're shrinking are, in height, used, but not like size. Guard, guards now, you, you're seeing them getting used a lot more for pulling and uh, all that type of stuff. So and zone blocking a lot. Yeah. I th- but tackles, man, they're so important yep. to to be big. And hold those guys in agile. Yeah, that's already that's already a factor for most of these big guys. Yeah. Anyway, now I've said that's the the least important. You've said vertical, whatever. Is there anything else we want to cover on the combine at all? I do want to cover my number two most important physical drill. Okay. Okay. And that's the broad jump. Is the number okay. two. And uh, here, here's why. Everyone's like, why the broad jump, not the vertical jump? Are they the same thing, no. just in a different direction? No. Why the broad jump is more important than the vertical or even the 40 is, the broad jump shows me 
how much power you can produce from a standstill going in one direction. And that direction is forward. And that's the way football games are won, by moving forward. I don't care how fast you can run backwards and how much power you can produce backwards. I want to know how much power you can produce going forward. Because progression down the field. Explosion. Explosion. And progression down the field is the name of the game. And that's why I think the broad jump should be the number two overall metric that's observed in these drills. So if you're a coach, you're going, I want the interview to be solid. Mm-hmm. You want the shuttle to be a dang good number. Yep. And you want that broad jump to be far. Yep. Can I tell you what my three would be? Let's I, go. I agree on the first two. Yep. But you got to be pumping some iron, baby. I want to see that bench be moving. I want to see them 30s and 40s just popping it. I just... I just think that's (laughs) such a pony show. I really do. I really do. I want to see that big old lineman boy, that that meaty boy from Wisconsin, just popping back that 235 like 50 times. But really, what's more impressive, watching some guy bench press 235 30 times, watching the same guy that's 280 pounds jump nine yards from a standstill? I guess it's not nine yards, it's nine feet. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I ain't never seen some... Some big old boy, corn-fed, jumping nine freaking yards. Nine feet. Nine feet. Nine feet. I'm not going to pull up the stats. Don't pull up the stat. It's not important. Someone jumped like a hundred I bet you that boy was skinny. No, he was in D-line on Thursday. Well, that's why. It's a D-lineman. Those guys are just... Uh, awesome and athletic. They're basically linebackers with a little more meat on the bone. I agree. I'm talking about a corn-fed boy. Tree trunk legs, big old butt. <laughs> type Dang. guy belt team belly Ooh. out i'm talking about a team hog belly. i'm talking about a hog ain't none of them be jumping that far but they are gonna be binge pressing 50 times with a bucket of kfc sitting right next to them as they're eating it and that now kind of confirms that what was that that food <laughs> services the, the number two metric for the report card yeah yeah they're bringing their own kfc to the to the facilities now. Oh well, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I agree. I like I like yeah. watching a little bit of this football stuff. It's not the most exciting thing by any means, but I'm excited for free agency. I'm excited for these trade offers, these these wild things. I mean, all these rumors are floating around already. If teams wanted to move on, teams March fifteenth, baby, it goes yeah, live. March fifteenth. The next the next couple episodes are gonna be real live in here. Yeah. Uh probably gonna run a little long. We're gonna have a lot of content going on. We're gonna have March Madness going on. We're gonna have all the other small conference tournaments going on before March Madness. March Madness kicks off on the 14th or 16th. And then free agency is March 15th, that Wednesday. And next weekend, uh, we'll have our episode. But then that same weekend, there'll be At Selection every Sunday. single tournaments going on, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Selection Sunday is that, that Sunday. So, so we'll record Friday. From Saturday, Thursday and then Sunday. From Thursday till Saturday, yep. there's games going on, basketball games going on, Not and then so. Saturday and then Sunday, boom, everybody's getting selected we, we get to the go. Round of sixty four going exactly. So we're okay, so there's a lot of stuff going down. Yeah, we're super excited. The next couple of weeks are going to be a blast on the Party Card Sports Podcast. We hope that all of you will join us next week in the following weeks as we kind of. Move through March Madness. We get into free agency. We start talking more about the NFL draft, and we see things really shake up and start to shape out for the start of the football season. Cody, got anything to add? No, you covered it, covered all, it all, and you killed what it, my guy. friend. You killed Boom. it. Boom! That's a that's a ding for me, right? That's a ding, baby. Woo! Boom, baby. <laughs> well, guys, you heard it here first. That was Party Card Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week. We'll keep the party going. You guys keep it going out there with us.